0: That's ljsinnercircle.com, or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast, episode 77. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Alright, what's up? Hey, my name is Brent. I am the jazz musician behind the website LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog and a podcast all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. And I want to thank you so much for being here and listening today, especially, by the way, if it's your very first time listening to the show, I really appreciate you being here. And to all the regular listeners, you guys are the ones that that make this thing happen week after week. So thank you so much, and on today's episode 77, I'm gonna be talking about how to navigate the major one, six, two, five chord progression. Now this is a really important chord progression in jazz. It's gonna come up time and time again. So when it comes to being a great jazz improviser and and learning jazz repertoire, knowing this chord progression and how to navigate it is of utmost importance. So in today's lesson, I'm going to dive deep into that and I'm going to be giving out lick examples and and just teaching you some little uh, tools and tricks to help you navigate these, uh, whether you're a complete beginner or whether you're just looking to improve a little bit. Looking forward to doing that. now. I'm really excited because next week I'm actually gonna be starting a, a new series of episodes and in, in We are going to be doing a series called Ear Training Month. Now, I'm doing Ear Training Month because ear training is one of the most important things, hands down, that any musician can do. Not just jazz musicians, any musician can do. It really makes the difference between a mediocre musician and an expert musician, is one who has a great fine-tuned ear. So I really believe this is super important. So we're gonna be doing a series of four episodes coming up. And yes, I do have a special opportunity at the end. So stay with me on for next week's episode. I'm really going to be uh, looking forward to that. But in the meantime, this is an awesome episode today. Really value packed. So stick in with me and let's jump in to today's show. All right, now we're talking about the major one six two five. Core progression today and not long ago in episode seventy three we talked about the major two five one core progression and why do we go over these core progressions? Why am I spending time on these? Well, when it comes down to becoming a great improviser, what are we improvising over? Well, we're improvising over chord progressions. We're, we're not even really improvising over chords because an isolated chord doesn't give us a lot of information, right? Well, whenever uh, someone asks me the question, well, what do, uh, how do I improvise over a dominant seventh chord or how do I improvise over a major seven sharp 11 chord? Uh, I, ha- I have some answers for them, but my first question is, well, what chord came before it and what chord comes after it? Because that's going to help decide what I do actually play over that particular chord. So when it comes down to it, we improvise over chord progressions. So it's important that we explore these chord progressions and find out what options we have in order to create some real music. Now, if you want to find any of the musical examples that I am going to show you today, you can go to the show notes at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 77. And I will uh, have some musical examples for you. But today, I'm going to be playing a lot of musical examples for you. And you should be fine if you're not able to look at the show notes just to listen. And I'm sure you're going to get a lot of value out of just listening. Now, in jazz standards, you're going to come across the major 1-6-2-5 chord progression all of the time. And the most classic example I can think of is any rhythm changes tune. And now rhythm changes, those are the song forms that are based off of George Gershwin's I Got Rhythm. So Charlie Parker wrote a lot of them, Anthropology, uh, there's uh, Moose the Mooch, there's Oleo, there's all kinds of different rhythm changes songs out there, and they all utilize that one 6 2-5 chord progression. Now, let's talk about what that actually is for a second, because I know that there's a lot of different people listening today from different skill levels, and I always like to start at the very beginning. So if you already know this, hang in with me for a second, but I think it's important to talk about. What do I mean when I say one, six, two, five? Well, it's important that you understand the Roman numeral numbering system for chords within a chord progression. And if you really wanna get, get into the, in the know about this, how this works, go to learnjazzstandards.com and in the search bar, look for a post called How to Harmonize Major Scales with Seventh Chords. That really answers everything. Essentially, you have a scale, C major scale, for example, C D E F G A B. And for each one of those scale tones, you can harmonize seventh chords. You can stack those chords from each scale tone, and it creates a series. C major seven is the one chord. The two chord is a D minor seven. The three chord is an E minor seven. The four chord is an F major seven. The five chord is a G dominant seven. The six chord is an A minor seven. And the seven chord is a B half diminished or a B minor seven flat five chord now if you don't understand all that works again go to that post check that out do a little extra homework for yourself today now let's listen to what this sounds like just in case you're not familiar with this chord progression or if you are you'll hear it right away here's what it sounds like on the piano All right, now that's what I call a long one six two five because essentially each chord was played for one measure. We're in four four, so each chord was played for four beats. Here's what I call a short six, two, five, uh, one six two five is because it, every single chord is played for just two beats each. And I'm going to play it in several different keys so you can really get this chord progression in your ear. <laughs> Okay, now all the musical examples I want to give out today are going to be in the key of B-flat major, concert B-flat major. Now, the reason I'm thinking about B-flat is because I have in mind rhythm changes. Rhythm changes tunes uh, are most commonly in B-flat. I'm not exactly sure why, but that's just kind of what all the different contrafacts, all the different uh, recordings in general are in. There are exceptions, but a lot of them are in B-flat. So I think it's good to explore the one 6, 2, 5 in that key. All right, so what is a one, six, two, five chord progression in the key of B-flat? Well, I got my guitar out here today. Uh, That is my instrument of choice, and I'm going to go through this one by one with you. The one chord is B-flat major seven. The six chord is G minor seven. Two chord is C minor seven. And then the five chord is F seven. A lot of times it's altered too. Okay, so I added a few little alterations in there. Um, but one thing that you should know about this is that a lot of times jazz musicians will take that sixth chord, the minor sixth chord, in this case G minor, and they'll turn it into a dominant seventh chord okay dominant seventh chord the reason they do that is it creates a little more extra voice leading creates more movement and it also creates some differentiation from the one chord because the minor sixth chord and the one chord the major one chord have a lot of the same notes in it so a lot of times jazz musicians will turn that sixth chord into a dominant seventh chord so it sounds more like this now There's a dominant uh, dominant 7 sharp 9, so G G7 sharp
1: 9.
0: That's a G7 flat 13, right? All right, so it just adds a little extra movement in there. So in all the examples I'm going to use today, I'm actually going to be making that 6 chord dominant rather than minor. So that's just a heads up for you. So my main focus in today's lesson on how to navigate this chord change is to give you some licks, some examples. Because I think at the end of the day, if you really want to learn how to navigate any chord progression or any jazz standard, it's really all about learning the language and letting that language teach you actually how to play. So I'm going to give you some lick examples. And if you're a more advanced player listening to this right now. You're, you're shaking your head in agreement, right? Because you know that's the truth. Like giving out scales, giving out uh, little technical exercises and tricks. I mean, all that stuff can be helpful, but it's ultimately not what's going to produce the results for you. Learning the music is what's going to produce the results for you. So I'm going to be focusing on that. But I do think there's a good starting point. And I've done this before, but I'm going to go a little bit more into depth into it, a little bit more advanced into this concept today. And that's simply just playing the arpeggios of each chord, but kind of connecting them together, not just playing them as separate entities, but connecting them together. So the first place to start, I think, in playing arpeggios of these and connecting them together is just to start with a root position arpeggio, okay? These are the chord tones, and the chord tones are really important for knowing how to improvise over this chord progression. So I'm going to start with a B-flat major uh, arpeggio, B-flat major 7 arpeggio, okay? So we start with B-flat, D, F, and then A, okay? So that's the root, that's the third, that's the fifth. That's the 7th. Now, I want to connect that to the G7. The G7 is the dominant 6 chord that I was just talking about. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down to the next, uh, the nearest chord tone, uh, a pitch lower, okay? And that, in this case, we just ended on an A natural. That, in this case, if I go a whole step down, I'm at a G, okay? And G is obviously the root of the G7 dominant. So, we got... And then I'm just going to go down in pitch from the G7 down the arpeggio. So we would got, we have this. We have the root. Then we have F, which is the dominant seventh of G7. And then we have D, which is the fifth. And we have, we, and then we have uh, B, sorry, which is the third. Okay. That's the arpeggio. So, We'll start on the B-flat major 7 again. Now to the G7. Okay, that's the first two chords of that progression. Okay, now what's the next chord? The next chord is the 2 chord, which is C minor 7. So this time, I want to start moving back up in pitch, up, an arpeggio. So we're gonna up the C minor seven arpeggio. So what's the nearest note? We ended on a B natural. So if you move up a half step, you're at C, right? So again, we're at the root of this chord. Notice how we're hitting all the roots of the chords. Okay, so we're gonna start on C. Then we're going to play this E flat. What is E flat? E flat is the minor third, right? What's that note there? That's a G. G is the fifth. And then we're going to end on the B flat. The B flat natural note, which is what what is B flat? That is the Can you guess it? It's the minor 7. Okay? It's the minor 7. So that's up a C minor 7 arpeggio. So let's let's go back through it from the beginning again. So B flat major 7 G7 seven, Now, up half step to C, C minor seven now. And then we only have one more chord left, right? That's the five chord. Five chord normally, by the way, resolves to the one chord, right? So the five chord is F7. What's the nearest one we can do? What's the nearest note? Well, if we go down a half step to A, What note is that? That's the third. That happens to be the third of the five chord. So let's walk down from there. So the third, we're going down in pitch to F, which is the root, to E flat. What's E flat? E flat is the seventh, the minor seventh. And then we end on C, right? And C is the fifth. Okay. So that arpeggio there is right so let's walk through this again from the beginning b-flat major 7 g7 c minor 7 f7 okay Uh, let me try it an octave lower you can hear what that sounds like too It's always good to play in a different octave, uh, and it has different effects depending on what instrument you play. Now, I want to take this a little bit of a step further, because just starting on the root position, I mean, that, that kind of opens up one set of options. But at the end of the day, what we're really doing is we're mapping out this chord progression. Okay, let me say that one more time. We're mapping it out, right? We're not playing music completely yet, although you can hear the music, right? You can hear that chord progression and the chord tones coming out we still have yet to make the music. So really, we're in the mapping out phase right now. So the next level of mapping this out is playing different inversions of these chords in the chord progression. Well, what's an inversion? Really quick crash course, in case you don't know. If you start on the root, that's the root position. If you start on the third, that's what we call first inversion. So in other words, you're, you're starting on the third, so you're going third, fifth, seventh, root, okay? That's the order of which you play the notes. Uh, If you are starting on the fifth, that's what we call second inversion. So it'd be uh, fifth, seventh, root, third, okay? And you could do a third inversion as well, which would be the seventh, the root, the third, the fifth. Okay. Those are inversions. So for example, let me play this exact same exercise, but this time we're going to start on the fifth of B flat major seven. Okay. The fifth of B flat major seven, and we're going to be connecting the chords with the same logic, just finding the nearest chord tone of each chord, but we're going to be starting on the fifth and that's ultimately going to have us landing on different chord tones. Okay. So check this out. Okay, so the fifth of B flat is F, so F, and I'm going to be playing the seventh is the next note, which is A, the major seven, and then B flat is the root, and then D is the major third, okay, so now what's the nearest note to play the G7? Well, technically, we're on it right now. We're on D, which is the fifth of G7, now you could move down to the third if you wanted to, let's just stick on this one for now. So we have, then the fifth of G7 and then we go down to the third of G7, which is B, the root, which is G and the seventh, the flat seven, which is F. So we have this so far, whoops, Now we're gonna go to the C minor seven. What's the next one we can do? It's the fifth, it's G. And then the seventh, which is B flat. And then the root, that's C. And then the third, the flat third, that's E flat. Okay, now we're gonna move to the F seven. So what's the next and what's the nearest note rather? Well we're on it, technically. Again, you can move down if you wanted, but we'll stick on this one for now. So E flat, which is the 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 flat seven of f7 so okay now we're at the fifth that's c okay then the third which is a and the root which is f okay you see how that worked so this is what it sounds like Okay, now there's so many different variations of this. Let's try one more just for the sake of demonstration. Uh, This time I'm gonna start on the third of B-flat. All right, so that's D, and the fifth is F, major seven is A, the root B-flat, so. Okay, so this is essentially starting on first inversion. Then you know I'm gonna change things up a little bit to get to the G7. I'm gonna to move to the nearest note up in pitch. Okay, so that's a little bit different. In this case, it's the uh, the third. Okay, which is, um, is is B. So it goes like this, and then I'll go down. I'll go down the arpeggio. Okay, so that was B, G is the root, F's the flat. 7, and then D is the 5th. So, so far we got... Okay, now, what's the next note for the C minor 7? I'm going to, again, I'm going to go up in pitch this time. So, half step up from D is E flat. E flat is the minor 3rd. That's the 5th, that's G, and then that's the 7th, which is B flat, and then C, the root. Oops. Okay, so from the beginning. Okay, now let's go to F7. Let's follow the same rule. I'm gonna go up to the next uh, pitch that I can, up, up in pitch. So that's going to be E flat, which is the flat seven of that, so. seven and then the fifth the third the root okay so the whole thing sounds like this Okay, so now you can do endless variations of this if you want. I was going through different inversions. You can go up and pitch. You can go down and pitch. You can try different patterns. You can try all kinds of different things to connect these. But again, this is the mapping phase. This is just simply where are the notes at on my instrument and how many variations can I come up with to make myself feel completely comfortable on starting and ending on any different note in that chord, right? Any different chord tone in that chord. That really starts creating more flexibility for you. And ultimately, that's where you want to be at your improvisation. There's kind of two levels of improvisation, right? There's the technical side, knowing your instrument, knowing how to play it, being able to know where the notes are and feeling comfortable with it. And the second side is the language side, right? The language side is where I want to navigate to now. So we're going to go over a couple different lick examples of a major one, six, two, five chord progression. We're gonna resolve on the one in these. And just so you can hear some language and I'll maybe analyze them a little bit So and and talk about them so you can understand kind of what the key points of each lick is. But this is really what we wanna do. We wanna be hearing and learning different jazz language and being able to apply that. Because the more that we learn, the easier all of this gets, the easier and the more uh, competent you're gonna be on these chord progressions. Okay, so the first lick, it's over uh, a long one six two five one chord progression okay a long one so each chord is basically going to be a measure each all right so i'm going to play with a little backing track here you can hear what this lick sounds like I'm going to go ahead and play that one more time for you so you can hear it again. Okay, let's quickly analyze it. I think that could be helpful for you. So it starts on the 9th of the B-flat major seven, which is C. Okay. It's all in the key of B-flat major right there. So let's see how it connects to the G-7. Okay, that's the first note of the G-7. And and what note is that? That's the seventh, that's the, the flat seven, the dominant seven. So. Okay, and then how do what happens after that? It goes okay. This is really important here. That note that I just landed on is the third of the G7. That is a really important note. Always the third. If you resolve to the third, it's really important. So we started it off on the flat seven. Then it went to the fifth. Oh, oops. Okay, and then that note is the fourth. The fourth doesn't really matter here because what we're doing is what we call an enclosure. It goes like, the, basically an enclosure is you're circling the note that you want to hit. So half step above is the C, which is the fourth. Then below is a B flat. Again, B flat, not necessarily relevant here. It's a sharp nine of a G7. But what we're closing in on is That, the third, the B. So it goes, that's an enclosure. Okay. Okay, that was the goal right there. The next note is important too, because it adds tension, which any dominant chord, you can add tension by adding an alteration, okay? Adding an alteration. In this case, we're going to the flat nine. Okay, that's the flat nine of a G7, okay, that's what we're doing. That last note I played is the first note of the C minor seven, it's a C, it's the root, okay? So you're you're, you're creating that tension and release into that C minor, right? Okay, now where do we go from here? Now we have two pickup notes in the C minor seven going into the F seven. So it's okay. Now that's the first note of the F seven. Okay, and that's the third. That's the third. That's the A. Now after this, it's pretty simple. You're moving up uh, an F seven arpeggio. Right there, you're hitting the ninth. Though now this is a chromatic passage into the B flat. C C sharp okay now on to D which is the third of B flat okay that's what we're resolving to. Yeah, I'm gonna do one more lick, and this is a short to one six two five one chord progression. So here's what this one sounds like. Okay, let's do a little quick analysis here. Okay, so the first two notes. Pretty simple. You got the root and you got the fifth. Then you have the third. And then that would be the 13th. You could call it the sixth. Now, this is the important note. Again, we're going to transition into the third of the G7 here. Okay, so, so far we got... Okay, and then we're going to walk up. It's on the G7. All right, now we have a little interesting chromatic entrance into the C minor 7. Okay, and that landing note is the fifth of the C minor 7, which is G. So... C minor, and then again, the other important note, that's the landing note onto the F7. That's the third. The third is A. Notice how we're always resolving to the thirds. The thirds just really bring out the sound of that chord. So, oops. Okay. Then I'm going up to the seventh of that F7. resolving to the B-flat major seven, so... Okay, so I hope some of this helps today. Now, if you want to keep taking this further yourself, the biggest suggestion I can give you is just go to some records, go to some jazz records, and start identifying these chord progressions and learning language over top. Find some of your favorite artists playing over a rhythm changes tune or any other tune, which is many of them that include this chord progression, and try to figure out what they're playing over top of it. Ultimately, the more you kind of do what I just did, kind of take a lick, maybe analyze it, look at it, or, or actually internalize it for yourself, really learn it, the more this becomes natural. It becomes a natural part of your vocabulary. Okay, so go out there, learn some more language, Let's do this. Let's get control of these major 1, 6, 2, 5 chord progressions. All right, that's all for today's show. I want to thank you for listening and thank you for tuning in today. Now, if you want to check out some of these examples that I've given you today, go to the show notes at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 777. Now today's episode is sponsored by our ebook 0 to improv which is an ebook that walks you through how to become a great jazz improviser from the ground up no stone is left unturned if you want to learn more about this ebook go to www.0toimprov. Remember, if you got any value at today's show, consider going to iTunes and leaving us a rating and a review that helps other people find this podcast. It's a great way to give back. Thank you so much in advance. Now, looking forward to next week's episode 78. We're going to be starting off our year training month. Look forward to seeing you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS podcast brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask.